This is Because I Said So, parenting advice with love and leadership from the nation's leading parenting expert, John Roseman, syndicated columnist, author, conference speaker, and the only psychologist to point out that psychology has caused more problems than it has solved. From American Family Radio, here's your host, John Roseman. Welcome to the show. It's called Because I Said So, and the title reflects the fact that it is all about parenting as that uh, function or process is known today. And I'm your host, John Roseman. I'm a renegade heretic psychologist who doesn't believe in psychology. If you want to find out more about me, you can go to John Rosemond, that's J-O-H-N-R-O-S-E-M-O-N-D.com, and there you'll find a bio and my last, I believe, five newspaper columns. My column is syndicated nationally. You'll find my bookstore and a lot of other hopefully interesting things. And by the way, if you hear my dog barking in the background, she is a eight-pound toy schnauzer named Maisie, and uh, she's eight pounds of pure love, as we call her, and she uh, lives to play fetch. And uh, what she does is she runs and goes gets goes and gets the ball or whatever it is that she has chosen to play fetch with that day and brings it back, drops it at either my feet or my wife's feet and begins to bark. And we throw it again and she goes and gets it and brings it back, drops it at our feet, begins to bark. And this goes on for two or three minutes And uh, so it'll be over with uh, if you can hear her barking. I don't know whether you can or not, but it'll be over with in a moment or so. So, uh, you know, what I want to do today is I want to talk some more about attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, because there are few topics in the parenting world in America today that stir up more controversy than this particular topic. I wrote a newspaper column about, I don't know, six weeks ago or so, in which I brought up the fact that noted Harvard psychologist Jerome Kagan, whose work I studied in graduate school and is ranked number 22 of the top 100 American psychologists, or actually psychologists worldwide of all time, has called ADHD an invention. It's a, uh, a construct, as I've been saying all along. It is not a reality. It is not a identifiable disease. It is a cobbled-together construct that has made the mental health professions and the pharmaceutical industry a tremendous And I mean tremendous amount of money. And you are just simply wrong if you think that these people are going to change the tune they have been playing for the last 40 years concerning this supposed disorder. They are not going to do that. They are going to continue to stand behind the same spurious propaganda that they have been standing behind ever since this diagnosis was legitimized in the 1970s. To wit, 
they want you to believe that the uh, this uh, set of behaviors, which nobody can deny, by the way, exist. No one can deny that uh, large numbers, significant numbers of children today exhibit the behaviors that are listed in what is known as the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual under the heading of Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. There are 18 of them. They include impulsivity, short attention span, difficulty, concentrating on tasks and seeing them through to completion, low tolerance for frustration, and so on and so forth. No one can deny, and I want to make this very clear up front, that those behaviors exist and that significant numbers of children are coming to school exhibiting that behavior pattern. No one would deny that. What is denied, what I, your host, deny, is the explanation given by the mental health community for this supposed behavior disorder. The explanation is that this disorder is transmitted genetically, and in that regard, it's very interesting that almost always when the diagnosing therapist tells the parents that the disorder is transmitted genetically, he blames the transmission on the father, who is, in fact, where ADHD is concerned, an easy mark, because there's no doubt about it, boys tend to be more impulsive, have shorter attention spans, be a lot more active, and so on and so forth than girls. So, Boys are much more likely to uh, receive the diagnosis than girls, and so it would follow that the father is far more likely to be, quote, blamed, end quote, for transmission of the gene that has never been discovered that causes ADHD. The next thing that they tell parents, these diagnosing therapists, these mental health charlatans, And remember, folks, I am a psychologist. I am licensed by the North Carolina Psychology Board. They regret the day they ever gave me a license, and they've tried to take it away twice. The Kentucky Psychology Board has tried to force me to withdraw my column from Kentucky newspapers, and it's only a matter of time before a psychology board, my own or another one in America, raises a significant complaint about my professional activities, which consist of simply telling the public the truth. Anyway, the second thing that these mental health charlatans tell parents is that this gene, this mysterious ADHD gene, transmitted from the father, and by the way, they determine that by asking the father questions. Okay, they do no blood test, they do no urinalysis, they do no biopsy, They ask the father questions, and they claim, and by the way, these are people who have no training in genetics. Nonetheless, by asking five or six questions of the father, they claim to be able to tell that the father transmitted the gene that has never been discovered that causes a fictional, this is their explanation, biochemical imbalance which a leading psychiatrist has said is in and of itself a myth. This is going to blow your mind. I know it is because 
many, many people out there, just probably 99% of Americans just assume that there is a biological reality called a biochemical imbalance. And folks, the absolute, undeniable, documentable truth is this idea is a complete myth. The leading psychiatrist in question, when questioned about this concept by a very well-known investigative journalist named John Leo, admitted under questioning that the concept of a biochemical imbalance was, quote, get ready for his exact words, nothing but a useful metaphor, period, end quote. A metaphor. A metaphor is not a reality. Nothing but a useful metaphor. Well, that's interesting. What is it useful for? Well, it's useful in persuading people who don't know any better that their problems or their children's problems in this case are due to biological factors that they themselves cannot control and which require medical, otherwise known as pharmaceutical, interventions. These mental health charlatans also claim that the ADHD gene that has never been found and causes the mythical biochemical imbalance also causes brain differences like reduced blood flow to the left temporal lobe, which they claim is the seat of attention span, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'm not going to go into all of the neurological evidence, but Let me just tell you, it is pure 100% bunk, and I am including the unverifiable research of one Dr. Daniel Amen, who, because he uh, promotes himself as a Christian, has become a darling of the American Association of Christian Counselors, and... uh, They've brought him in to speak a number of times at their national conventions, and their members hang on his every word, not knowing that the fellow refuses to share his research information with other researchers so that his research can be replicated and confirmed. So this is the background to the diagnosis of ADHD. Once again, no one would deny that the behaviors in question, high activity level, impulsivity, short attention span, difficulty concentrating on a task and seeing it through to completion, etc., low tolerance for frustration, etc., 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 no one would deny that there are significant numbers of children who bring that behavior pattern with them to school. Now, the question is, if... ADHD is not caused by a gene that causes a biochemical imbalance and brain differences, then how does one explain the fact that significant numbers of children bring this behavior pattern with them to school? And isn't it interesting to note that women who taught early elementary school in the 1950s universally, without exception, say they didn't see this problem in their classrooms, which in and of itself completely debunks the genetic transmission theory 
And I'll be back in a few minutes with more of this heresy concerning a diagnosis that noted Harvard psychologist Jerome Kagan has recently called an invention. Stay with us. So welcome back to the show. I'm talking about what may be the single most controversial topic in American parenting today. It's not the first time I've talked about it on this show, and it won't be the last time, I guarantee it. The topic in question is Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder, or ADHD, and I finished the first half of the show by mentioning that no woman to whom I have ever spoken, who taught early elementary school, you know, grades kindergarten through three, in the 1950s, no woman, and I have talked to hundreds of such women over the course of my career, I mean hundreds, has ever told me anything other than, concerning ADHD, quote, I didn't see this kind of problem in my classrooms, John, end quote. That, in and of itself, completely debunks the genetic transmission theory. So what is the explanation for these large numbers of children who come to school exhibiting high levels of impulsivity, activity, difficulty sitting still, difficulty concentrating and seeing a task through to completion and so on and so on and so forth, all of the diagnostic symptoms of ADHD. What is the explanation for this? Quite simple. And folks, it is widely accepted in the scientific community that the simplest explanation for a phenomenon is usually the best. The simplest explanation is that the parenting America embraced in the mid-1960s, which was and still is driven by bogus psychological theory and which replaced traditional biblically-based parenting in this country, fails to resolve the pathology known as toddlerhood. All of the behaviors in question are typical of toddlers. Toddlers are impulsive, highly active. They have a low tolerance for frustration. They have difficulty concentrating on a task and seeing it through to completion. They have short attention spans, and on and on and on the list goes, and it encompasses the very list of symptoms listed for attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. This is not a coincidence. And I, a moment ago, called toddlerhood a pathology. Yes, it is a pathological stage of development, which is why it has long been called the terrible twos, and that is not hyperbola, the terrible twos. Two-year-olds are, at times, homicidal maniacs if they don't get their way, for example. 
it is a stage of human development that embodies our sinful nature. It demands resolution. And traditional, biblically-based parenting practiced in America until the mid-1960s when it was suddenly replaced by what I call postmodern psychological parenting cured toddlerhood reliably by age three. The new parenting, postmodern psychological parenting, fails to cure toddlerhood by age three, and so large numbers of children come to school carrying with them toddler behavioral characteristics. And in school, they are identified because there is not a teacher who teaches in America's public schools who has not been to an ADHD in-service seminar conducted by a local mental health professional in which they are fed a bunch of lies about this disorder and are led to believe that they can fulfill their responsibility as citizens of the United States by identifying as many of these kids as they possibly can and helping them get treatment, which consists of giving these children potentially dangerous drugs that have, you can take this to the bank, never outperformed placebos reliably in clinical trials, which means these drugs rely primarily at least significantly on the placebo effect. In effect, these drugs are placebos that cost a lot of money and have dangerous side effects. I was one of the first people of any prominence in America to say all this. I began saying it in the 1980s, which is why the person who is considered the leading expert in attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, Dr. Russell Barkley, who is a member of the faculty at the Medical School of South Carolina in Charleston, South Carolina, openly mocks me in documents he has written and which are published online. He does not mock anyone else in these documents. He mocks me. Why? Because I pose a threat to his professional reputation, which is built on the very bogus ideas that I have already mentioned. He goes around the country, Dr. Barkley does, or at least used to. I don't, I don't, he may be retired by now. And he gives seminars in which he claims ADHD is transmitted genetically, causes biochemical imbalances, brain differences, and that it requires pharmaceutical intervention. In my newspaper column and books for the last 40 years, nearly 40 years, I've been saying that all of this is unsupportable, unprovable, it is hypothesis only, and it defies common sense, and that is why Russell Barkley mocks me, and only me, in online documents that you can find by Googling Russell Barkley, John Rosemond, click, and up they will come. 
Barclay completely misrepresents my position on ADHD and compares me because I am opposed to giving children drugs to cure a disorder that does not exist. He compares me to Scientologists. Now, the mental health community is a way of besmirching my reputation are fond of saying that John Rosemond blames parents for ADHD. And indeed, whenever I say what I have to say about ADHD on the radio or in print, it is inevitable that large numbers of people out there who have children who have been diagnosed with ADHD will go nuts, claiming that I'm blaming them for the disorder that I don't understand the disorder, that I'm lying, etc., etc., etc. In short, these people are extremely defensive or tend to be. And I will make it clear once again in that regard, no, ladies and gentlemen, parents of ADHD uh, children or children who have been diagnosed with ADHD out there, I am not blaming you. I am blaming the mental health professions for coming up with a bogus parenting paradigm that does not work and is never going to work, no matter how hard you work at it. This parenting paradigm produces large numbers of undisciplined children. And folks, the the reason it's producing large numbers of undisciplined children is because the American public has no way of knowing that people with capital letters after their names don't know what they're talking about. And so most American children since 1965 have been raised, according to this bogus bogus or in keeping with the principles and precepts of this bogus paradigm, and this is why large numbers of children today are rude, undisciplined, ill-mannered, lack self-control, are irresponsible soap opera factories by the time they get to the teenage years. And after developing a parenting paradigm that causes these problems, now the mental health community in America claims that it can fix these problems if you bring these children to them and their fix, quote unquote, is nothing more than dangerous drugs that have never reliably outperformed placebos in clinical trials, which means they are effectively placebos that cost a lot of money and have dangerous side effects. So I don't care how many names people call me. I'm going to continue saying this. There are a growing number of people who believe the same thing. If you go to Amazon.com, and you look up my book, The Diseasing of America's Children, the first review is written by a physician who says he agrees with every single thing I say in the book. So there are a growing number of people in America, professionals in America, who are coming around to understanding that ADHD theory is like Darwin's theory of evolution. It is bogus. It is concocted. 
It is snatched out of thin air, cut out of whole cloth, etc., etc., etc. And as I've said before, someday the truth will out. But until then, there is nothing that threatens people more. And this applies not only to ADHD, but many, many subjects in contemporary America. There is nothing that threaten, threatens people more than the truth. So, folks, thanks for joining me for another exciting episode of Because I Said So. I'm broadcast weekly only, solely on American Family Radio, 6 o'clock Saturday, 6 o'clock p.m. in the afternoon, in other words, 5 o'clock Central, 4 o'clock Mountain, 3 o'clock Pacific. And I hope you enjoyed the show. Hope it's been a blessing to you and hope you uh, visit us often. God bless you all.